0: Welcome to this podcast series where I talk to the artists behind the music I play on my radio shows on UKcountryradio.com. Join me while I chat to and get to know the musicians and artists behind the music I play. Listen to their stories and their musical journeys and share some laughter and fun as you get to know the artists behind the music. Welcome to this episode of Bands in the Boudoir and with me today I am talking to a young country music artist who is infiltrating the country music scene at speed. I'd like to introduce you to Mackenzie Phipps. Hi Mackenzie, how are you? I'm doing so good, thank you so much for having me today. Uh, It's it's an absolute pleasure. So 2022 has been an exciting year for you, hasn't it? Not least with the release of Drag in November, which of course we will get onto a bit later. But first, can you tell me about you, about the Mackenzie Phipps? What's behind, who is behind the Mackenzie Phipps? Where were you brought up? Where were you born? How did you come to become such a great musician?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I am from a very small town called Bluefield, and it is located in Virginia, so I'm in southwest Virginia, and, you know, I was always around music my entire life, you know, especially on my mom's side, all of my uncles really enjoyed doing music, singing, playing guitars, and so forth, and, you know, I would go to church with my my mom every Sunday when I was four years old, and I was very intrigued with music, you know, I really liked singing. And I was very fascinated with the piano at that time. So my mom all kind of saw that I had some potential to sing. So she got me into singing at church. And I got started at a very young age. And, you know, fast forward to 10 years old, that's when I started taking piano lessons. And, you know, I attended a music school when I was about 14. And it kind of just taught you how to go out and perform in public. And they taught lessons as well with instruments and singing and that's when I started going out and doing my own shows when I was 14 years old and you know I got started on Facebook and Instagram and I would just post some videos here and there of me singing and I would get booked at various venues around where I live just so people can come out and listen and the rest is history.
0: And what a lovely history it's becoming isn't it? Thank you. Very exciting. So Who were your main influences when you were growing up? Because obviously if you were uh, in such a a musical family and a musical surroundings, did you have, you must've had particular influences that, uh, well, that influenced you. Yes.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, the very first artist that I ever started singing and she is and always will be my idol was Miss Loretta Lynn. I absolutely loved her. I loved everything about her. And you know, October 4th was a very very sad day for me. Um, you know, I was getting so close to meeting her. You know, I had met her sister. I met Crystal. I had met her granddaughter Taylor. I was getting so close. And I guess the good Lord wanted her all to himself. So, you know, I, I really enjoyed her. I loved everything about her. And I hope one day that I can make it as big as her and she is and always will be the queen of country music to me.
0: Yeah, she, she is an amazing, she was an amazing woman and her music obviously will still carry on forever. And uh, you're quite right. It was not only a sad day for you, but it was a sad day for the world, country music, definitely. Um, she is fantastic. But do you have any other influences as well? She's your top
1: you're top. Yes, she is the top. But, you know, especially in today's world, you know, I really enjoy Miss Ashley McBride. You know, I love everything about her. I love her songwriting. I love who she is as a person. You know, I've never even met her and I feel like I've known her all my life. And I'm just so proud of everything that she's accomplished. You know, she actually just got inducted at the Grand Ole Opry as a member. So I'm just, I would love to meet her one day too.
0: Well, I hope you do. And I'm sure if you continue on the path that you're continuing, you you will. Absolutely. So, okay, so at 10, you learned the piano. 14, you started performing live, et cetera, et cetera. When did your interest in songwriting occur? When did you start writing? And can you remember your first song you ever wrote?
1: Yeah, so um, let's think. So I actually wrote my first song when I was 14 years old and it was at the end of 8th grade and you know I had fallen for this guy and you know at the time you know we're so young boys at that age are not mature they're not wanting anything serious and all that and at that age it's like oh yeah that's my future husband everything like that as a young girl would dream of and you know I written a song about him and I called it my one and only and, you know, that was the very first song I had ever written. You know, it wasn't the best song, but that was definitely the start to my songwriting career. And, you know, I really never got really big into songwriting until this past year. So I, I'm i one of those kinds of songwriters that have to write about personal experience. You know, there's various songwriters out there that can write something at the drop of a hat, while others like me, they have to have something positive or negative happen in their life that they feel you can emotionally give to somebody and in hopes that they can relate to it in their own way so that's kind of how I come about my songwriting
0: that's the beauty about songwriting though isn't it because there are so many different ways to write a song yes and if everybody wrote the same way it would be well boring wouldn't it yeah it's great to have a I people's I I write from a personal experience, too, but I I'd really like to try with co-writers. Would you ever consider writing, you know, co-writing a song?
1: Yes, I actually have done some co-writing. You know, I had released a Christmas song last year and, you know, my PR firm, they were the ones that pitched it to me. They were like, you know, we're getting close to holiday time. You know, if you can come up with a Christmas song, that would be really good. And, you know, I'd never written one in my entire life. And my backup singer and guitarist, Mr. Shane Begley, he is a phenomenal songwriter. He's written songs for years. He probably has tens of thousands of songs. And, you know, I was hoping that he was going to have a Christmas song that we could work with. But unfortunately, he had never actually written a Christmas song. So, you know, me and him, we tried so hard. And, you know, I'd never co-written with anybody because, you know, I, I had issues with it in the past because, you know. A lot of the songs, when you co-write, it's not based off a personal. It's kind of two or more people writing a subject. And, you know, we sat down, we tried writing a song. It was so difficult. And, you know, it got down to the very thin wire. And we were about to head out to go record the song, like within a day or so. And I texted him at work. And I said, all right, you're going to have to send me whatever you have. I'm going to look at it. See if I can add to it. We're going to have to get it done. So he sent me over a first verse and part of a chorus. I looked at it. I changed some things. I wrote the rest of it. I put music to it. We went over it and then we went in studio and recorded it. So that was by far probably the most last minute project I had ever done. And that was my very first taste of co-writing, which of course, that's not how it always is. But, you know, we work very well under pressure. So we were very impressed. And that song exceeded our expectations, to say the least. But, you know, especially one of the songs that I got to go down to Nashville this past summer and record in studio, I had co-written on with him as well. And that was a less stressful process. I would think that it gets less stressful. the more, But
0: obviously, deep down in your heart and soul, you like to to write so you know as a solo writer because you can really put your emotion in you can really write from the heart Mm -hmm. I think um it's it's a nice balance out there you've got songwriters who do that and then you've got songwriters who can't write without a co-writer it's very interesting dynamics actually in songwriting don't you think so you very much like to connect with your fans on social media. You know, they're very important to you and you work with them quite a lot and you regularly interact with them on social media. As I just said, providing music videos, sometimes with Shane, as you've mentioned, he is, um, your backup singer and guitarist. Yes. And, in fact, social media has really helped launch your career, hasn't it, with some of your videos going viral, including a cover of Amazing Grace, which is wonderful, and Travelling Soldier, which is equally wonderful. But there was one cover that just went completely nuts, didn't it? The cover you did of Alan Jackson's I Want to Stroll Over Heaven. Um, why did you choose that song? And did you ever believe you would get so many views?
1: Oh, well, um, you know, that song actually reached 1.6 million, and, um, you know, my aunt and uncle, they live down in Texas, and they're very big supporters of my music, and, um, you know, they don't get to come in down here as often as I'd like them to, because it is a haul to come from Texas to Virginia, and, you know, I try to do a video every single Sunday, and, you know, we were kind of getting down to the wire. We had a busy week and I hadn't had the chance to really learn a whole song and we couldn't think of one. And I had talked about, you know, I really missed my aunt that was in Texas and she is very faith based and she really enjoys that song by Mr. Alan Jackson. And, you know, I had vaguely was learning it in the past and I just never got around to it. And I was like, well, why don't we do this song. You know, I've been really missing her. So I think it would mean a lot to her if I did this song and I kind of dedicated it to her in my own way. So me and him had learned that song and we went and we recorded it and, you know, we posted it on a Sunday because that's when I post all of my songs. And, you know, from Sunday to Tuesday evening, you know, it had gotten a couple thousand views, you know, almost 30,000. And then, um, just Wednesday I woke up and my phone was just completely blowing up and I was like, "Huh, oh, this is very interesting." So I'm over here texting Scott from my PR firm and I was like, "Hey, this song is kind of blowing up a little bit." And you know, he was like, "Oh, well you know, um when it hits a quarter of a million, you know, maybe we can do something with it." And you know, this is like mid-afternoon and I was like, "I think it's going to hit like a quarter of a million in a couple of hours." And he was like, oh, you know, let's just keep an eye on it and all that. So, you know, evening time came and it had just skyrocketed and it had went viral within 48 hours. And it was just so insane. And I did not expect that song to blow up at all. But, you know, the songs that you don't think would do the best end up being the best. So I was very floored with the result that I was given and you know I was just so appreciative and thankful that that song was able to touch as many people as it did emotionally. Why do you
0: think it touched so many people emotionally? Is it because it's
1: faith-based? Yeah well you know um COVID we are getting into almost year three after COVID initially started and ramped up and you know A lot of people and a lot of businesses and all that, they still haven't been able to like fully recover from it. And, you know, I think people in this world, they do go to faith and they go into what they believe in, you know, a higher power or anything like that. And, you know, I am definitely faith based and, you know, I wouldn't be anywhere where I am today without the good Lord paving the road for me. And, you know, I just think that people, they want to hold on to something that gives them hope. And, you know, I definitely do think that having faith in your life really helps everything.
0: Oh, absolutely. And it is a beautiful song. It is a beautiful song. So, of course, that was just one of the many exciting things that happened to you in 2022. The other is that you released your single, Drag, which is a great song, great lyrics. And in fact, I think a lot of people can relate to the rebellious connotations in it. It's a yeah. really great song. Can you tell us about the song and where did you record it?
1: Yes. So, you know... This past year was filled with so many different opportunities, and one of them happened to be that I went down to Nashville, Tennessee the past summer, and I got to go into studio with Mr. Sal Oliveri, which is a Grammy-nominated producer, and I just love him to death. I just love everything about him. He is just a wonderful individual, and he's just so talented in his own way and just so humble, and he had actually introduced three out of the six songs to me that I went and recorded in studio, and Drag happened to be one of them, and... I took a listen to it, and I really liked how the song sounded, and I thought that it had a lot of potential, especially for me to be able to bring that traditional country sound to it, while also it having a modern twist to it as well, and, you know, I do think a lot of people in their own way will be able to relate to the song, because as you were talking about, it is kind of a rebellious kind of element with it, and, you know, it's talking about, you know, in life, you know, every time I was in high school, You know, people had always talked about you only live once, you know, I want to I don't want to live in fear or anything. I want to live carefree and make some decisions. And, you know, they may fail completely or they may be completely fine. But, you know, I think everybody out there, they may fall a little bit to peer pressure and temptation. So I do think a lot of people will be able to relate to this song in their own way.
0: It's a great song. I love it. And uh, your vocals on it are fantastic
1: well, I really, I really
0: like what you brought to the song. It's really fabulous. So you are working really hard. You're always gigging, from what I understand. Um, so what plans do you have for 2023? Are we going to see an album and a tour or something like that? Can you divulge anything at the moment? I obviously, if you can, please do. If you can't, host, uh, what's the name of your lovely cat, by the way?
1: Oh, her name is Raven. She she can never. I kid you not, anytime I do interviews, she always knows. She's like, I have to make a guest appearance. Right now, she's trying to cause mayhem. But, um, you know, for 2023, I'm actually planning to be moving to Nashville at the end of May, beginning of June. And, you know, from January to May, I am going to be doing just solo shows. You know, I had done some band shows this year And, you know, we're actually coming to an end with our last show being this Friday. And, you know, I just want to be able to build my way up to moving to Nashville. And then when I get there, I'm very excited for any opportunities that I'll be given and, you know, potentially forming a new band and having different elements involved with that. And especially releasing the songs that I had done this past summer in the studio. And people can check those out on all of my social media pages. And, you know, if they're interested in anything going on in my life, all my social media pages are where
0: they need to be. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'll make sure people know about you, that's for sure. And I'll make sure I play your records on my radio show as well. Oh, well, thank you so much. We will get you out there over here in the UK for sure. Um, so lastly, well, but not leastly, <laughs> is that you are very much an animal lover. I love this. Uh, who we are? His Raven again, making um, an entrance there. Here is he, she, beautiful, <laughs> she, absolutely beautiful, a black cat. I know you can't see this, listeners, because although I'm interviewing on Zoom, it doesn't, we don't use it here, but it's a beautiful black cat that has just walked onto the screen, is now sitting on Mackenzie lap, and she is absolutely beautiful. So welcome, Raven, as well, <laughs> while I talk to your mummy. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, you're very much an animal lover and you volunteer at, is it Mercer County Animal Shelter in Bluefield? Yes. Yep. So, and you also host a weekly segment on social media called Take Me Home Thursday. So, first of all, tell me, when did you start volunteering there? And can you tell us about this weekly segment? I mean, I know, but my listeners don't, of course.
1: Yes. So, you know, um, I started volunteering at the shelter in January. So we're about to be getting to a year of me volunteering and, you know, I had helped the shelter some, you know, when they were having adoption events and, you know, they were looking for live entertainment just to bring some people in and to have some music in the background that they can listen to. And um, I had went and I had done a Halloween um, adoption event that they were doing. And one of the volunteers that actually has her own rescue, which is called Pitbull Second Chance, she has some dogs there that she sponsors, and she helps out a lot, especially with dogs that are in need of some medical care, and they were telling me that they were trying to raise money for this pit bull that they named Swanson, and, you know, I hadn't met him, so I had actually went, and they brought him in, and, you know, they do not know his story. They found him as a stray, but we knew that there was some kind of trauma to him because he had no use of his back legs, His spine was raised beneath his skin. You could see it. And his ears had been clipped by scissors. And, you know, everything that he endured, and we don't even know what that was, he still was the happiest dog ever. He did not hate a person. He was the quietest dog ever. You never heard him bark. You never heard him growl. He would always come to you and just have some kind of warmth. And, you know, they were trying to raise money to help him and I happily was like, you know, I would love to help him, so I would do some, I did a concert on my page, and I told people what it was for, and that I was raising money for him if they wanted to donate, that they could, and that any cent counted, and you know, everything was going great, you know, we were doing some physical therapy treatments on him with a laser, and we got gotten him his own little wheelchair to help him be able to walk around, oh. and everything was just going great, and then Getting close to actually the time that we are in now, it all just changed, and, you know, they had done the laser therapy, and he started getting way more worn out, he started showing that he was in pain, he started losing kind of some feeling in his front legs, you know, he didn't have any control of his bladder or bowels anymore, and when they took him to the vet, the vet has suspected that he may have even had cancer, and you know that glimmer of light that was in his eyes from when I started with him from October to December was just gone, and you know it got to the point where we were like, "What kind of quality of life is he going to have?" Mm-hmm. and you know he is in pain, and you know during this whole process he's been a fighter he's been fighting for so long, and now you can tell that he is just very tired, and we actually i have a poster over here but um in seven days it will be the year of his passing and we had laid him to rest to be with the good lord because he was just suffering so much and we did not want to see him suffer anymore and i was with him the entire time and i brought him some mcdonald's i brought him a hamburger to have and some chicken nuggets and i brought him a little cup of ice cream and i sat with him the entire time and i vowed from that point That I was going to help any animal in need and that I was going to help them find their forever home. And since doing the segment, I've gotten close to 30 dogs adopted. So I'm very just excited about everything going on. You know, every dog in this world and cat, just any animal is deserving of a good home. And, you know, some of them, you know, they require a lot of different needs. Like, you know, some are very, animal aggressive some don't do well with kids some are people selective and you know I just think that if people in this world they found it in their hearts to take in an animal that needs some kind of care or assistance or you know needs a house that fits their standards and their needs that it would just be incredible and I just wish more people in this world would step up and help
0: what a wonderful thing you're doing. And I, I really can't understand why people are so cruel to animals sometimes. And they just abandon them instead of just, you know, getting getting them into their household and just going with it, with their flaws, you know, working with it, finding experts to help them. Instead, they just abandon them. So what you're doing is wonderful because you showcase, don't you? Each Thursday, you showcase a different dog uh, so that they get to know all its foibles. They get to know what past it has from as much as you know and I think it's wonderful 30 adoptions is absolutely brilliant well done you and thank you in like a year so um well done and the fact that it you have you know you hold music events as well I mean that that's that's lovely too because that will bring more people in and also um you know it puts people in a happy mood releases their endorphins hopefully they'll think yes we can we let's go away with a dog
1: yeah
0: (laughs) one would hope so but you're doing a great thing there and um i think it's lovely we need more people in the world doing things like that so i'll thank you on behalf of the animal kingdom for doing such a wonderful thing thank
1: you i appreciate that
0: so yes you've got Things going on in 2023. I'm really looking forward to following your career. I, I think it's, you're going to have such amazing things happen to you. I think. And the, the move to Nashville sounds incredibly exciting. Uh, and, and for being so young, what a big step for you and what an exciting step. So I bet you just can't wait to see what opportunities are going to come your way. Um, the whole, scene that you're going to be plonking yourself into has got to be like incredibly exciting for you.
1: Yes I'm very excited and like I said I'm just so fortunate for everything that the good Lord has given me and you know I'm so thankful for all the supporters that I have in this world everybody on my social media page you know my close friends family and I just cannot wait to see what 2023 holds.
0: Well, I think it's going to be great for you. And listeners do go out and download, support this wonderful artist. Drag is a fabulous song. Um, Go onto the YouTube, go onto her social media. You will not be disappointed. Fabulous stuff out there. Mackenzie, I can't thank you enough for giving me your time today and telling me about your musical journey and all the exciting things that you've got going on from next year.
1: Oh, well, thank you so much again for having me today. It was a pleasure getting to talk with you.
0: Uh, Pleasure was all mine. Thank you. You have been listening to a Lynn Nash Music and Voice Production for the Bands in the Boudoir podcast. I do hope you've enjoyed listening, and I hope you will come back to listen to further episodes in the future. Thank you very much for tuning in.